Oh, hello. Welcome to the Secondhand Gamers Podcast. I'm your host, Nick. And with me as always... Wait, no. I'm by myself today. I'm at work right now. Uh, and I'm here to record this podcast because it's been a while since we've had a normal one. Uh, we did Game of the Year stuff. That was two episodes, like four hours. Then we did Anime of the Year, which was fucking four episodes and took way too long to get through. And that ended up being about ten hours of audio. And then it's been like two weeks since then. Something like that. I don't know. I've been very busy. We've all been very busy. Uh, so I'm here by myself. I work alone. Those that don't know, uh, I'm on some kind of shitty mic that I got that doesn't sound too bad, but uh, there's some room noise, there's echo. But this is about the only time I have to do a podcast uh, because when I'm at home, I'm usually busier than when I'm at work, oddly. But enough about that. What's going on? What's happening? Uh, oh man, where to start? Uh, let's start with some channel updates. So if you're listening to this podcast, you might know about the Secondhand Gamers YouTube channel, which is our Let's Play channel, me and Corey's. And, um... Well, I stopped uploading there about the beginning of the year. Uh, and I made a video, and I've taken the video down since then. Because uh, I don't want that to be the last video on there. But basically what's going on is we do not have enough views to really keep spending time on that channel. Uh, we basically, we uploaded a video every day for a year, sometimes two videos. Uh, we ended up with almost 400 videos and we've only got 42 subs. And I think like 20 of those are basically people trying to do like sub for sub, like, Hey, I'll sub to you. You sub to me, bruh, which is fucking stupid. Uh, because those people don't watch your shit and I'm not ever going to watch theirs. So I don't know even how they got there but yeah we basically would sometimes get zero views on videos sometimes we get one or two i know a couple people watch our shit or we're watching our shit so uh yeah it sucks for them <laughs> that's a bad way of saying it. it sucks to let them down uh is a better way of saying that but basically i was putting all my free time into recording and editing. And uh, we weren't getting anything out of it. The way YouTube works uh, with Let's Play channels is uh, that your video is just buried under a mountain of stuff. Uh, the way I thought it would work when I started the channel, I was like, well, do I want to do Twitch or YouTube? I was like, well, I'll do YouTube because I have weird hours. You know, I work at night. Uh, Ugh, excuse me. Uh, I work at night. I've got weird hours. I can put out a video every day so it's more consistent uh, because there's a lot of times I have to take large gaps uh, in between streaming sessions. So I was like, okay, I can be consistent with the schedule. And uh, I thought, you know, uh, there would be a video up. People could go watch it. And even if they didn't watch it right then, you know, the video's still up. So I was like, okay, well, you know, I'll build a library of videos. And over time, you know, people will find them and they'll watch them. And I'll just get consistently be getting subscribers and numbers and growing. It's how I thought it would work. But how it really works is you make a video. It's immediately buried underneath all the other Let's Play channels. Uh, our videos... Even if you search like secondhand gamers and such and such game, like our video doesn't come up sometimes. So, yeah, uh, it sucks. That's how YouTube is, I guess. Uh, well, it's kind of not actually because I've got some other channel news that we'll get to in a second. But yeah, the Let's Play channel was not working. Uh, you know, I like playing games with Corey, my friend. You know, that's fun. But the editing and stuff is work and uh making it's like editing making thumbnails uh whatever 
you know, that's work. And I do the work because I want people to watch my shit on YouTube. And if it's not happening, then it's the being, uh, eh, doing the work isn't really worth it. So I have to focus my efforts elsewhere. Which can uh, bring us to some other YouTube news. Uh, I made another channel called Secondhand Reactions, um, in which I was planning for me and Corey to watch anime and do reaction videos, because I don't really want to do reaction videos because they are frowned upon in like the YouTube community as basically lazy content and stealing other people's work. Um, but I decided to give it a try. Uh, on the condition that I could kind of put my own spin on it and my own flair and make something that I felt wasn't stealing content um, and wasn't like uh, shittily done. So I was like, okay, I want, you know, I want my good mic. I want good uh, camera. Uh, the video is edited down and then I give a review after it. Um, but like I was saying, I planned it to be kind of me and Corey and, uh, yeah, we run into the same kind of problem that we had with the Let's Play channel of our schedules. Our schedules are literally the exact opposite of each other. They don't line up at all. So, so far, it's just been me uh, reacting to things. Uh, I've been watching Shield Hero. It's an anime reaction channel. So, uh, and it's actually doing not bad, which kind of made me more discouraged on the Let's Play channel. Because with the reaction channel, if you type in uh, this Rising of the Shield Hero, which is the anime I've been watching, one of my videos is like number three. Like, and that's just type in the anime, you know? So, you know, you can type in the Rising of the Shield Hero, Rising of the Shield Hero, you can type in all this stuff and my fucking video pops up. And it's like, okay, why does it pop up for this? But it doesn't pop up fucking at all for the games. And I think it's because most people that do reaction channels uh, don't know how YouTube works. They don't know the algorithm. They don't know how to uh, properly tag their videos. I don't know. Maybe they do. But uh, yeah, I, my first video, it got up to 70 views then it got copyright takedown. So I had to re-edit and re-upload it, and it's back up to 70 views. So really, that's like 140 views on the first uh, thing. I've got, I think I've got like 120 right now on my second video, and then on my third, I'm back at 70. So, uh, I mean, compared to the uh, Let's Play channel, where I would get between zero and two views sometimes, with one of the views being me, to make sure it uploaded correctly, I mean, this is just way, way fucking better. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. And I've, I've, I'm up to nine subscribers on secondhand reactions. And you might be saying nine, well, you had 42 on the secondhand gamers. But I also had 400 videos there. Almost. So, uh, compared to getting three subs per video, and compared to... Uh, getting one sub every 10 videos. Uh, there is a lot more growth happening a lot more quickly and a lot more consistently on the secondhand reactions channel. Uh, also in YouTube news, uh, you can also go to Mountain Sage on YouTube, which is my solo channel where I just... I made a bunch of League videos back in the day. And that kind of warped my perspective of YouTube some, because the first video I really made was uh, a Guide to Low Elo, League of Legends video. And that got 100,000 views and like 250 subs. Uh, not well liked because um, it was just basically me talking over some gameplay footage that I had of like a Nidalee game. Like back in the day, it was like three years ago. And I wasn't good on Nidalee. I was just like, I just need something in the background while I talk, but people really focused on that footage. And uh, let's just say my jungle Nidalee is not the best thing in the world. So that made a lot of people angry, but uh, regardless, it still got a lot of views. And then like I made some other videos, I made a video about Jin that got like 20,000, which was pretty good. I think it was 20,000, I can't remember. And then I got some other videos and they were like 700 views, 500, blah, blah, blah. 
So that kind of warped me on YouTube for a little while because I was like, oh, it's easy to make YouTube videos like people just watch your video. But that's not really the case. <laughs> so uh, but the reason I bring that up is I am planning, uh, quote unquote, planning. I'm working on a script right now for a new League of Legends video. Um, because I think right now League of Legends is this big untapped market for content creators. Uh, because anyone who played League of Legends and is listening to this, think about um, think about a couple years ago, like the people that were like big names in the League community. You had Video Game Donkey, that's where he kind of got his start. Um, you had like Kiori and Ubi, Uber Danger, you had Black Enola, you had Peace Pigeon, you had uh, Sky Williams, you had... I mean, you had all these YouTubers that made stuff for League of Legends, like all these animators. I can't even think of all the animators. I mean, uh, Guido, he was there doing uh, Just OK Guides, you know, uh, and if anyone's listening, go listen to their podcast, Just OK Gamers, and Biggie Size's podcast, Just OK Movies. They're great, great fellas. But you had all these people making League content, and the game has reached that age where most content creators have moved on like they either got fed up with league or those pressure got to them or i mean something something has happened where they don't make content anymore and so you think about it now like who's a big name now like who's a content creator it's like i'm a cutie pie uh fucking i don't know the streamers it's my point is, it's stream highlights now. No one makes, re not really, YouTube videos for League of Legends. It's just all ex-pros and their stream highlights so they can re-monetize the stream. So I'm like, what if I got into League of Legends again and started making YouTube videos? Because if you look on Twitch, like the numbers, it's still like, a top five game on Twitch. And there's just no one making content for it because they've all moved on to something else. And so I think the league community right now is starving for content creators. And I think that's a pretty good opportunity to try to make a league video. I, um, I think it could potentially do well if I do a good job, you know. And if not, you know, I'll, I'll make a video. I'll see what happens. But um, the script I'm working on is for a video that I'm going to call uh, Guide to Coming Back to League of Legends in 2019 or Season 9, something like that. And I'm basically going to... Well, I'm not, I'm not really playing the role. I am a person who has not played League in really a couple years. You know, I play it here and there. But I haven't taken it seriously in a couple years. So I'm going to make a video from the perspective of someone trying to get back into the game and going over everything that's changed and try to do it in a funny and unique way. Uh, I'm definitely not going to use any uh, Nidalee Jungle footage. And, uh, you know, hopefully something comes of that. Um, we'll see. That's going to be on the Mount Sage channel. It's not going to be up anytime soon. Uh, like I said, I, I've been recording footage and I'm working on a script right now. So maybe in like a week or two weeks, uh, I really have to sit down and buckle up or <laughs> buckle down and uh, figure out exactly how I want to make it. The way I kind of write a script for these things is I'll write the script and then I'll sit on it for like a week and I'll be like, oh, what if I change that? Like it'll, it'll just pop in my head like, oh, what if I change that? And I'm like, I think that'll be good. And then I'll think about it. I'm like, is this funny? Which is... Doing scripted comedy is always hard for me because things that are funny to me and things that are funny to other people are not always on the same track. And also, when you write down a joke and you go over it over and over and over, it stops being funny to you. And then you, your perspective gets messed up. You're like, okay, is this funny? Was this funny in the first place? Like, why did I write this? And yeah, it's. It's weird because you don't know if you're being funny. You really don't know how it's going to do until you put it out. So, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. But I'm, I'm going to finish 
writing the script. I'm going to work on it some tonight and tomorrow uh, while I'm here at work. And um, yeah, I'm going to try sit on it for at least a week and uh, see if there's any changes I think need to be made. And then I'll start on editing and uh, should probably take another week after that. So it'll probably be like two weeks at the earliest that that video comes out. And we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Oh, so that's enough with YouTube channel shit at the beginning. I wanted to get that out of the way, let everyone know what's going on. Uh, secondhand gamers, I don't know if we're going to come back to it. Uh, it's so far looking at it, it's like a failed experiment. Ugh, excuse me. And uh, I don't know if I, I'm trying, I am trying to uh, build up my views on Mountain Sage and secondhand reactions and kind of push the audience to my Twitch and also the the secondhand gamers, the Let's Play channel. So if I can build up an audience there, then, you know, we might start doing it again. Uh, I don't know. It's we're going to see what happens. Like, I'm really going to focus on building an audience this year and trying to get people to listen to my platforms or watch or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, that's not about YouTube. Uh, let's talk about things that have happened in the last couple weeks. Um, like I said, it's been a long time since I, we've had just a normal form podcast. Even this one's not normal since it's just me. But uh, it's been a long time coming that we just, yeah, I don't know what I'm trying to say, really. Uh, what am I trying to say? I don't know. I'm rambling. Let me get back to the topic at hand. What happened this week? Focus this time. Uh, that's what I was talking about. It's been a long time since we've done a normal podcast, so we've got a lot of things to talk about to catch up on as far as what I've done and what we've done. That was what I was trying to get to. <laughs> I lose my head sometimes. Um, well, since... Stopping with the YouTube channel, uh, the Let's Play channel, uh, I found a lot of time to do other things. I've been eating better. I've been trying to get into the gym more. Uh, I've still been super busy, so it hasn't happened much. Uh, I worked eight days in a row, uh, like last week, and I worked 12-hour night shifts. So I was just fucking working, 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 and I didn't have time to really do a goddamn thing. Uh, and on top of that, I was uh doing the uh eh, the reaction channel which was taking up the rest of my time uh i taught myself uh adobe illustrator and i've been teaching myself after effects so uh now i am working in photoshop illustrator premiere pro after effects and right now i am recording on adobe audition uh, so I'm just I'm learning all the Adobe stuff so I can make content better because that's another thing I want to focus on this year is just making better stuff. Because uh, with the Let's Play channel and Let's Play videos in general, I don't really edit them too much. It's more like it just takes a long time to like, this is the start point. This is the stop point. Did we have any breaks in between? Let me look at the WAV file. I don't see any. I think we're good. Add on the intro, outro queue it up for rendering then like i once i'd have like a whole list of uh things to render then it would take a long time to render basically i can't use a computer while i'm rendering and but i'd have like 12 video batches done at a time something like that some stupid number and now i'm just like okay let's just make one good video at a time uh quality over quantity whereas opposed to uh, the Let's Play channel where I was basically doing quantity, uh, not really over quality, but like there were things I could have done and didn't because I just didn't have time and I needed a video that day or something. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to edit things a lot better. And uh, like I said, just get a lot better at making things in general. Uh, this is the exception because I'm at work and don't have a good microphone. So uh, I just got to do what I can as far as the podcast is concerned. The podcast is kind of an afterthought at this point. It's going to be one of those things where like sometimes we'll make one. Sometimes it'll be like a couple weeks. 
Uh, I might be by myself. I might have guests. You know, it's I got I'm, I got a lot on my plate. I got a lot on my plate. I'm trying to keep up with everything, but it's hard. Uh, yeah. Uh, aside from all that stuff, I mean, not much. Not much has changed uh, as far as like my schedule that I have. Uh, I work a lot. I have been messing with stuff. Uh, oh, I've um, I've been streaming more uh, since we're not doing Let's Plays. Uh, Twitch.tv forward slash MNT underscore Sage. Uh, my problem is that it's the same problem I always have with Twitch. Is uh, for one, my schedule is weird. So I stream at like 2 a.m. Eastern time, which no one fucking no one that I know is up at that time. So no one watches my shit. And uh, the second issue that I usually have with Twitch is like OBS. Something breaks every fucking time I open OBS. I swear to God. Uh, I was like, oh, I'll do just chatting. I'm just sitting, I'm just sitting here watching YouTube videos, eating. I can do just chatting. It's like, well, your display capture is broken. It, it won't work. It worked fine before. Doesn't now. I was like, great, let me fix that. And then it's like, oh, your game capture is messed up. There's always, there's always something that messes up. And usually by the time I can figure what it, figure out what it is and get it fixed, uh, I'm so stressed and frustrated that I don't even want to fucking stream anymore. Um, so I've been trying to minimize that stress with, uh, I've got a stream deck, uh, one of those Elgato things that lets you basically hit a button and it corresponds to something. It's like a macro thing for streaming, really. Um, so I've been, one way I've been trying to fix things is I've uh, made uh, a command that I can just hit a button on the stream deck thing and it opens everything I need to start a stream like right off the bat. I don't have to, you know, go and pull up uh, stream alerts and uh, chat window and OBS. And then I don't have the dashboard to make sure the stream is good and blah, blah, blah. I can just hit one button. It's all opens. Everything's good. And uh, yeah, I've also since I've, I was talking about Illustrator and After Effects before. The reason I was learning that is because I made a logo for Mountain Sage. And I'm going to probably try to make things for the other channels. And I made a, uh, it's called a string, uh, Stinger Transition for OBS. It's basically when a streamer goes from one scene to the next, uh, a thing pops up to kind of cover the screen. And then it goes away and they're in the next scene. Uh, if anyone wants an example of what a stinger transition is, Dr. Disrespect, he uses a lot of them where like he'll be sitting there and then like the screen like fades out and like the metal doors come on with like the mustache and it plays a sound and then it goes away and he's in like another scene. Uh, so that's what a stinger transition is. Uh, so I made one of those. It looks pretty good. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty proud of it. It's very basic. Like I'm not an After Effects expert so yeah uh but i mean it looks pretty good for some guy who i spent like 12 hours one night just messing with illustrator uh learning that uh got pretty familiar with it for 12 hours like i said i'm not an expert i'm not a design student or anything but for just some guy messing with shit i'm yeah i'm doing pretty good with it so yeah i'm happy with how that is uh, I might work on more. Uh, I kind of liked messing with Illustrator. It's been pretty good. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, what was I talking about? Streaming more. Yeah, I'm trying to stream more. Um, but I have issues with that, like I said, because of my schedule and stuff. Oh, uh, what else has been going on since the last time that we had a normal podcast? Oh, I got a uh, Oculus Rift. I guess we can talk about that when I get to uh, what I'm playing. Uh, let me see. Is there anything else? It's been like two months, so I'm thinking. I don't know. Uh, I might think of something later. Uh, what have I been watching? Uh, let's see. Been watching all the... Normal animes, if you want to hear about anime, we talk about plenty of them in the Anime of the Year podcast. Just go listen to those. 
But I've been watching Shield Hero for the Reaction Channel. I've been watching uh, Slime. I've been watching Run With The Wind. Sorry, my throat's killing me. Um, Yeah, uh, a couple of them. There's a couple more that I'm going to start watching for the Reaction Channel. I think one is called... Oh boy, what are their names? I can't think of them off the top of my head. Uh, something's called like the Promised Neverland, I think, is one, and the Magical Girl Spec Ops is the other one that I'm gonna start watching. Um, but non-reaction-wise, I haven't watched any movies. I recently started like uh, a couple days ago watching Punisher season two on Netflix. Uh it's good. The first episode was real good. The fight scenes real good. But, man, I got a question about TV shows. Now, if anyone's been listening to previous podcasts, they've heard me bitch about TV shows before, about how they're mostly just uh, filler content, it seems. They're like long movies uh, that have worse actors, writers, and directors. (laughs) And there's almost no point in watching most of them. They're all... Most of the part, or most time, they're all shitty. Um, but I can understand why they're made like that. You know, if you're on TV, you want people to tune in. You want people to watch. So you get uh, like, oh, this many people watch this ad. Your station gets money. Uh, they tune in again, you know, so an episode leaves on a cliffhanger. So they tune in again, you get more ad money and you want to stretch things out to as many episodes as you can, because that's how you get people to watch the most ads. OK, now, whether you agree with that or not, that's kind of how it's done on TV. Like, I understand it's about money, but on Netflix, why do they feel the need to stretch some of these series out? to like 13 episodes, 14 episodes, sometimes more, to fucking, like, just fill in the time. Like, why do that? Like, they're just talking, people, characters talk about nothing, blah, blah, blah. On TV, it makes sense. On Netflix, it doesn't. You don't get more ad revenue. You don't get more subscription money. You don't, like, it's a Netflix original show. If you're watching it, you already have the Netflix subscription. Why don't you just make the ep- why don't you just make the series like four or five real good fucking episodes? That's like a five hour movie. You can tell a story in five hours. It happens all the fucking time. You can tell a story in two, one sometimes, depending on what you're listening to or watching. But like, I just don't understand these shows where it's like. It's fucking 13 episodes. The first episode of The Punisher was really good. And I'm on like episode five right now. And they have pretty much just been talking or going in circles or running or hiding. It's like, I get it. I get it. You need to spend this like good part at first. Spend 30 minutes on the running thing. Go to something else now. What else we got? Like, (laughs) I don't know. It's just shit drags on too long. My time is stretched thin, so I always just watch it. I'm like, I'm just wasting fucking time right now. Uh, I would still recommend it because, um, ah, fuck, I, I can't think of the guy's name who plays the Punisher in the Netflix show, but he's a pretty good actor, uh, especially as far as TV actors are concerned, who are usually just the worst. Uh, I don't even know how they get jobs half the time. They're so fucking bad. But he's real good. He makes it worth watching. Uh, yeah. And uh, like I said, that first episode of uh, season two was really good, really good fight scene. Uh, One of the best I've probably seen uh, TV or uh, movie wise. I thought it was excellent. So I know they're capable of good quality. Just don't have such long spaces in between the good quality. I don't know. That's just my general bitching about TV shows and how they're made. Well, no, it's not, because my general bitching is like, I don't like it, I understand why they do it, blah, 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 I don't get it on Netflix. You don't have to make more episodes. The audience is already there. They already have the subscription. Whatever. Uh, Yeah, that's about it as far as watching shit. Uh, I'm going to take a drink of water real quick. It'd probably be loud. Sorry. 
Uh, what have we been playing? Well, what have I been playing? Uh, like I was talking about before, I got an Oculus Rift. So I was playing a lot of VR chat, uh, quote unquote playing. Um, because you don't really play VR chat. You just kind of go talk to people. It's like a big chat room, but people, you can wave your arms around and shit. And man, people there are so fucking weird. But I love that. I love weird shit. <laughs> it's just, it's entertaining. You know, you walk in a room, there's a, a fucking 20 foot robot talking to like this like two foot uh, girl in a bikini uh, with like a fucking tickle me Elmo in the corner. That's just speaking Russian or some shit. And you go in there and you're like, I love this chaos. This is fucking great. Like, where else can you see this weird shit other than VR chat? It's fantastic. Uh, so, yeah, I've been I get in there sometimes. I've been having fun with that. Um, I've also been playing just some general Oculus games or VR games. I've been playing some Beat Saber, which is um, fun, but I'm not amazed at it's fun it's fine it's not like a game that i got obsessed with like some people got they're like oh i've got fucking thousands of hours of beat saber i'm like all right <laughs> like i i guess i get it because i was kind of obsessed with like guitar hero back in the day when that came out but i don't know uh things like robo recall which is like a shooting game uh i also started playing elite dangerous uh with my friend the other day uh olsen who was on the anime podcast for like an episode or two before he started being a terrible friend and stopped showing up. Um, but it's basically flying a ship around in space. It's like this huge generated galaxy. Uh, so I've got like the VR headset on. I've got my joystick set up and we're like mining asteroids. And I played it a lot when it came out because it's cool. And then I stopped playing because... Uh, I kind of realized that there's nothing to really do in the game. Like, it's like, okay, I'm getting money to buy a ship to go mine more or something. And yeah, I just kind of stopped playing it after that. But I came back just because uh, I figured, why the fuck not? And um, they changed a lot. They've changed a lot. Um, everything looks better. Uh, it works pretty good with VR. Um, and the way the economy works in that game is like, so before, you know, I spent like hours and hours and hours, I would be mining, you know, I might get like a couple hundred thousand, a couple million, uh, depending, like credits, depending on the situation. It was hard to get money. And this time, like uh, they've added like a bunch of updates and stuff and blah, blah, blah. It's way easier to get money. Uh, we went mining for two hours, me and my friend. And, like, before, you just kind of shot a laser at it, stuff would break off an asteroid, and uh, you have these little collectors that fly out of your ship, they grab it, they bring it back, blah, blah, blah. Uh, how it works now is you have this thing, it, like, scans all the asteroids, uh, you see which ones are carrying really valuable shit, and then you kind of fly around and shoot explosions at their weak points and just blow up the whole fucking asteroid, and you get, like, some really good shit. So... To put it in perspective, uh, I probably, I didn't have too much time, maybe like a week worth of playtime total. And I had like a 12 million credit net value in that game, like with how much my ship cost and how much I just had sitting in the bank. Uh, I played two hours with my friend and I got 120 million. So <laughs> it, the economy is a little easier, but my friend was saying it like, it used to be about a money grind in the game and the money grind still exists for like early players. But like once you hit a certain point, it's not there. Now it's an engineering grind to get material to um, uh, kind of like upgrade your shit. So the money is there now, but they you grind different things. So I don't know. Oh, let's see. What else? What else? What else? What else? Oh, Resident Evil 2. I started playing Resident Evil 2. I really like that. Uh, Resident Evil, for a while, uh, wasn't doing too great with 5 and 6. And, man, Capcom's been fucking knocking it out of the park lately. I don't know, like, what happened. But think about, like, the last games they put out. Resident Evil 7, which was really good. It's like, make Resident Evil scary again. Uh, Monster Hunter World, 
which was like their best-selling game ever. And then Resident Evil 2, a remake of a, of a fucking beloved game that they really could have fucked up. And they did such a good job with Resident Evil 2, the remake, that it's just nuts. Like, it, it's probably better than the original Resident Evil 2. Uh, even thinking about it at the time. Oh, excuse me. Um, I think it was like 98 that it came out, and I played it back then. I played it back in the day in 98. And this remake is just so fucking good. It's scary. It's atmospheric. It looks great. The combat and stuff's great. You don't have tank controls anymore, so it's more satisfying to play. Uh, Mr. X is in it. I mean, it's just fucking really good. I've been playing it a lot. Uh, I've almost finished the first playthrough on Leon. Uh, then I'll start on Claire, and then, you know, you got B-sides, and then you got other characters, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, uh, Capcom's just been doing a really good job with their shit lately. Uh, Resident Evil 2 is probably gonna be in the runner for Game of the Year at the end of the year. Uh, I really like it. So, if anyone hasn't been playing Resident Evil 2, they should. It's very good. <coughs> ah. That probably does it for the recap of things. Uh, I get a phone call at work here after probably in about 20 minutes or so. So sorry if the phone rings. Um, let's talk about some news. Now, this is news that I've been writing down kind of over the last couple months while we've been doing the game of the year and anime of the year stuff. So some of it's kind of old, but I'm going to talk about some of it anyway. Uh, Metroid Prime 4, uh, as far as I know, I think Nintendo just had a Direct, so this might have changed. But I haven't watched a Direct yet. So as far as I know, uh, Metroid Prime 4, the development got restarted at the beginning. So they were kind of working their way through it. I think it was supposed to come out this year. And uh, they basically, Nintendo came out and said, it's not going how we want it. Uh, this isn't the quality we expect out of the Metroid series. We're restarting. So they started over with uh, Retro Studios, who I think is the original developers of the Metroid Prime series. Not sure on that. Um, so yeah, uh, I guess it'll be a couple more years before Metroid comes out. Uh, CES happened. I think that was the middle of January or something. Um, I was watching it because I was basically uh, waiting around for AMD to talk about their new graphics cards and their new processors. I wanted to see what they were doing before I bought any upgrades. Oh, that's another thing I did. Uh, I bought a graphics card. I ended up buying a 2080 uh, to upgrade my 1070, which just could not handle uh, anything at 1440p. Um, so it's working pretty good. Um, but see, during C and, uh, eh, CES, AMD started talking about shit. Uh, they're making, it's called the Radeon 7, the VII. Uh, it's a $700 card that was supposed to compete with the 27 and 2080. And it's going to launch sometime this month. I think it's pretty soon. Uh, I saw a couple people, like review channels, get a card. And they were doing benchmarks. And uh, the benchmarks have kind of been all over the place with that card. Uh, it's a weirdly designed card, too. It's like uh, 16 gigs of, I think it's called HMB2 memory instead of uh, the GD, uh, GDDR6 that uh, the RTX cards are doing. So it's like double the space as like the 2080 but like and the memory is better so i think they're trying to like brute force it i don't know i don't know anything about making cards it just seems weird um but the benchmarking sometimes it performs worse than a 2070 sometimes it does better than a 2080 um i think this is a card that'll do better in the long run i think once they like kind of optimize it and get the drivers out there then i think the uh benchmarks will be better but for now I don't know. Uh, weird card. Uh, they also announced their Zen 2 Ryzen CPUs, which are supposed to come out sometime in the middle of the year. Uh, so Ryzen, you know, they had the first gen Ryzen and then they had the other one, which they called Ryzen Plus, which was uh, the like 
Ryzen 2700 and whatnot. Um, that was basically, Ryzen Plus was basically a optimized version of the first-gen Ryzen. So th the new ones that they're announcing are a n actual new generation, uh, the Zen 2 architecture. Uh, so yeah, they come out, are supposed to come out sometime in the middle of next year. Uh, early benchmarks, now this is benchmarks by AMD, uh, showed their flagship CPU that no one knows what it's going to be called yet, working against a Intel i9-9900K, I believe it was. Uh, and it beat it, or at least kept up with it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of waiting right now. On the Zen because I'm bottom, uh, bottlenecked on my CPU. I've still got a 6700. Uh, it's a 4 gigahertz quad core. Uh, and it's kind of bottlenecking me. Uh, the motherboard I have is a piece of shit. <coughs> Excuse me, I need more water. <coughs> uh, the motherboard I have is like a piece of shit, so I can't uh, overclock it. So it's show, it is showing its age, let's say. I need a new CPU, and I want one of the Ryzen's, and so I am just waiting, 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 just for the middle of the year to come. Can't come quick enough. I even thought about, like, uh, getting a current Ryzen and using it in a different PC later, but yeah, I don't know. I'm, it's the smart thing to do is wait. I'm just, I'm impatient. Uh... There's also the Navi GPUs, which were supposed to be rumored for CES. They did not end up showing up, but there was a new leak uh, in a Mac OS updates that shows they are coming. Uh, I think uh, the CEO of AMD kind of confirmed it. I haven't been able to keep up on all these stores. Um, they're supposed to be cheaper cards that are going to compete with the 2070. This is what I was excited to hear in CES, uh, these cards. Um, uh, the Navi architecture or GPUs, whatever you want to call it, compared to the Radeon 7, which is just kind of like a brute force card. It's weird that they make in both, uh, because the Navis are going to compete with the 7. So they're competing against each other. But I don't know. The Navis are supposed to be like half the price of the uh, RTX cards, is why like a lot of people are excited of them and get similar performance. Um, yeah, I don't know. AMD is doing some weird shit right now. I mean, what do I know? People get excited about AMD. I get excited about AMD. Uh, the first graphics card I ever had was a Radeon. It was an X800. Uh, 256 megabytes of graphics, uh, graphical memory. I think it was, I think that was uh, GDDR3, if I remember right. I don't know. But, yeah, um, I don't know. I always have a soft spot for Radeon and AMD. Uh, and I hope they figure out their kind of announcements because this staggered release announcement that they're doing is, uh, it's fucking weird. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they, like, they had the opportunity at CES to be like, you know, new CPUs, new graphics card, blah, 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 blah. And instead it's like, here's a graphics card no one asked for that no one knew about. Uh, the CPUs, uh, here... We no, we can't talk about the names or really the performance, but it'll be great. More stuff uh, at the beginning of the year, and then nothing about the Navi GPUs that everyone wanted to hear about. And then they come out later, like, oh yeah, and the Navi GPUs will come out towards the end of the year, maybe. You know, maybe. Who knows? I don't know. It's just weird. Uh, there's some weird shit going on with Gearbox and a former lawyer. Uh, <laughs> this is a complicated story. I didn't even write down the whole fucking thing. It was just funny. Uh, so the. Gearbox CEO, his name is Randy Pitchford, and a former Gearbox lawyer, Wade Callender, I guess, uh, are kind of going at each other uh, in court or legally wise. Wade sued Randy for allegedly harassing him for being Christian. And 10 days later, uh, Gearbox sued Wade for fraud and breach of fiduciary duty. I think that's how you pronounce it. Which basically is someone who takes care of money and assets for another person. So what happened with this, or, or what <laughs> makes it so weird, is uh, Wade, the lawyer, left a thumbstick filled with like 
company secrets, and porn at a medieval times? <laughs> Which, why did he have it there? I don't fucking know. It's just such a weird thing. And, and to have both those things on, like, the same thumbstick. Like, weird. So he left this thumbstick filled with, like, company documents and <laughs> porn at a medieval times. And instead of, like, admitting, he's like, yeah, I just like porn, whatever. It's like a cam girl thing. Instead of it being like, yeah, it's porn, you know, uh, it's personal, whatever. You know, everyone fucking looks at porn. You don't have to make it this weird thing. You can just say, yeah, it's porn. What about it? Uh, but instead, he went on a podcast about magic and <laughs> said the reason he had the porn is not because it was porn, but because the woman squirted so much that he believes she is a magician. <laughs> what? I don't, I don't think he was joking either. Instead of just saying he likes cam porn, which fine. Hey, everyone's got their thing. Instead of just saying that, he was like, no, 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 no. She's actually a fucking magician. You should have seen how much she squared it. I don't know. It's just so fucking weird. Like, I don't even give a shit about this stuff, but, like, thumbstick at medieval times filled with c porn who you supposedly think is a magician. That's why you're watching it. It's like, what the fuck? And now I think people were saying the cam girl might be underage or some shit, which, um, I don't know about that. I don't know anything about the allegations. I don't even know what happened. I, so this story came up, like, two weeks ago, and I haven't had time to really look any more into it, so I don't know if anything changed. But it was just so fucking weird. Like, I couldn't stop laughing when I heard it. A magician. <laughs> Squirt so much that she's a magician. Where's the water coming from? <laughs> or the, the fluid, I guess. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, what else is going on? Epic has entered a multi-game deal with Ubisoft. Oh, speaking of Epic. In uh, something I've been playing, Apex Legends, I forgot, came out. Um, I played a little bit. Uh, I am not into it as much. Like, it's been very big on Twitch. Like, it's kind of uh, taken over right now. Uh, but I am still Battle Royale out. I don't want to play any more Battle Royales. I just don't want to. So, even something like Apex Legends, made by Respawn, who uh, is a company I like, because <clears throat> Respawn, uh, the people who made Respawn, used to be Infinity Ward. Uh, and Respawn was the people who made Titanfall. Uh, before they were Respawn, they were Infinity Ward, uh, who got absorbed by Activision. Um, and they had a falling out. That's why they split off and made their own company. But they made the original Call of Duty, which was one of my favorite shooters. Call of Duty 1, 2, and 4 which I all really liked those. Um, and I think after 4 is when the split happened. It might have been Modern Warfare 2. I don't remember. And that's when they went and made Respawn. Uh, so yeah, anyway. Uh, I was talking about, speaking of Epic, uh, Apex Legends kind of knocked Fortnite down off its throne. At least temporarily. Uh, I don't know if people are just kind of bored of Fortnite now, or what it is, but Apex Legends, it's made very well. You know, the... Everything works correctly. It's aesthetically, eh, aesthetically pleasing. Uh, the gunplay is pretty good. It's very quick, uh, fast-paced. But, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think the other day, Shroud has been playing uh, a lot of Apex Legends on, on Twitch, and he had 52,000 subs, and that's up, like, 12,000 from when he was just playing other shit. Uh, and Fortnite didn't even have 50,000 viewers. Like, there were, Shroud playing Apex Legends had more subscribers. He had like 120,000 people watching his stream. He had more subscribers than Fortnite total had viewers. <laughs> so, yeah, Apex is just doing great. That's why I was bringing up Epic. Uh, but Epic's also entered a multi-game deal with Ubisoft. Now, we talked about this a couple months ago. Uh, like Discord, the Epic Store, Steam, 
and was there something else? I think those are the big three are trying to kind of, well, mostly the Epic Store and Discord are trying to compete with Steam and take kind of a market share from them for like uh, selling games on PC. Uh, Epic had this thing where they like, um, <clears throat> they'll only take a, I don't remember the exact numbers, but not nearly as much money like uh, profit wise as Steam. Uh, Epic was doing pretty good on that. So Ubisoft entered a multi-game deal with Epic. Uh, the Division 2 and Metro Exodus have both been pulled off of Steam. Uh, you could have bought them before. I don't know if you get your money back or uh, if you just get a code for Epic now or whatever. But the Division 2 is not on Steam at all. It's going to only be on the Epic Store. And uh, Metro Exodus is going to be on the Epic Store for a year. And then I think next year, or a year after it releases on Epic, it's going to come out on Steam. Um, so yeah, um, it's kind of weird. Metro is also being lifted for $50 on the Epic Store. It was 60 on Steam. And Ubisoft is saying that's a, a direct result of uh, Epic's revenue split. And I've got it written down here. Epic takes 80, or no, sorry, uh, it's an 88 and 12 revenue split, and there was, um, I think it was even better. I think it was like a 92-8 split if you had uh, Unreal Engine, which Epic owns. I can't remember exactly. But Ubisoft is saying basically because that split, as opposed to like the 75-25 that was on Steam, they can lower the price. And I don't know. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's a marketing ploy. Um... But yeah, a lot of people are kind of pissed because uh, Epic is owned, or not owned, but a good chunk of Epic is owned by Tencent, the Chinese company, and uh, people don't really want to use it. People have been kind of angry about that. Um, and I don't know how I feel about it either. I like having everything on Steam. That's just what I've been using for fucking, I don't know, like 10 years at least, or however long it came out ago. Um, I just kind of like having everything on the one thing because I know that's where all my shit is. So, yeah, I mean, I want to play the Division 2. I don't know if I like it be on an Epic or not. Um, I'm sure Ubisoft is very happy about getting more money. Oh, my phone. Sorry about that. Um, I was, but like I was saying, I'm pretty sure Ubisoft is very happy about getting more money. Um... So we'll see. I'll probably end up buying Division 2 on the Epic Store. I don't want to. But I want to play Division. Uh, Metro Exodus, on the other hand, I like Metro, but I don't like it so much that I'll buy it on the Epic Store. I'll probably just wait a year and buy it on Steam. It'll probably show up cheaper. Who knows? Uh, yeah. Uh, Bungie and Activision are in some fucking weird shit. Uh, well, Bungie, Activision, and Blizzard. Um, <coughs> so... Bungie kind of separated from Activision. Uh, they got owned by them, who also owned Blizzard and blah, blah, blah. But Bungie was like, let's... The, I guess they were having creative differences. Like, Activision wanted them to release more games or more content for, like, Destiny 2. Bungie didn't like it. So they ended up doing a split. And uh, Bungie gets to keep the Destiny IP. So that's interesting. I don't know what'll happen. I think Bungie... Ah, oh, fuck. Is it even Bungie anymore? Like, is that... I don't know. The people who made Destiny and Halo back in the day. Um, but they... Yeah, they split from uh, Activision, and I think they're going to be working under Microsoft again, which is weird because they split from Microsoft. You know, they made Halo, split from Microsoft, went for under Activision, made Destiny, are splitting from Activision again, get to keep the Destiny IP, and I think they're back under Microsoft, or at least in the talks uh, about it. Man, that's weird. <laughs> I don't fucking know. I'm saying that's weird a lot, this podcast, but there's some weird shit going on. And also speaking of uh, Activision, uh, another little company they have underneath them is Blizzard. You might've heard of them, made something called World of Warcraft and Diablo and some other shit. Um, they just recently talked about having a record-setting year for 2018, they're like, it's the best we've ever done. 
And almost immediately after that, they are laying off 800 people. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah. Uh, they said they're going to be laying off about 8% of their workforce of 9,600 people. So it comes out to about 800. Uh, so it's been fucking chaos over at Blizzard. Um, I was reading, I was like, who is it exactly that's getting laid off? And I read it and they were saying some of it's, you know, Blizzard or not Blizzard, uh, Destiny people. Which kind of makes sense if they don't fucking have it anymore, but I don't know. Is, like, do Destiny people work for Blizzard or is it Activision? It's confusing who works for who and who owns what with this. But, so they were saying some of those people, they were saying uh, quality assurance some people, they were saying HR. Um, but then there's also apparently just random people that said some people that have been working there a long time, some people that just started. Uh, some people that like work on this game, some people that work on that, uh, it seems almost random, which is one of the reasons people are, uh, not having a fun time with this is because no one knows if they're going to be fucking fired basically, uh, because it doesn't matter. Like, it seems like they are throwing fucking darts at a board and, um, yeah. So people are not very happy with that. Uh, I can imagine. You know, there's people that have been working there for 15 years that are coming up on retirement and uh, they're not going to get that now. And there's also people that like just got a job and they just moved across the country and they get laid off immediately. It's, you know, it's a fucking it is a big deal. Um, but I don't know. It's hard for me to uh, have solidarity with like uh, these kind of game developers and stuff because. Game development is a fucking very volatile or volatile place to work. Um, you know, you work on a project, the project is over. What do they do with the people working on that project? They're, they're done. They don't have anything to do anymore. They usually get let go. They usually get fired. Uh, developers and people that work in the gaming industry get shuffled around constantly. Um, so, I mean, no one likes being laid off, but at the same time, if you were working under Activision and you were, uh, you know, like someone that worked on Destiny 2 under Activision and you helped Bungie out and now Bungie's gone and they don't work on, on Destiny anymore, you kind of had to see it coming, right? Like, what are you doing there? You're not even, you, you don't have anything to work on. I work at a wastewater treatment plant. If they shut off water or rerouted the system and uh, wastewater wasn't coming any here anymore for me to clean, I'd be like, okay, uh, what's going on? <laughs> like, I, I would, I don't know, something would seem fishy to me. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I guess like the HR people and like the random people that just didn't see it coming, I guess that sucks for them. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I talked about Blizzard some before the game of the year shit, or I think it was during the game of the year, like biggest fuck up with the, the uh, Diablo mobile thing and how out of touch they are with people right now. Uh, I think this is another part of that. They're just completely fucking out of touch with their employees, with their audience. Uh, Blizzard is not the company you grew up with anymore. They're not the people who the small indie development team making uh, Warcraft and Diablo. They're a fucking big company working for an even bigger company who doesn't give a shit. Uh, they want money, and they're going to try to make money. They're going to try to cut corners. They're going to try to pump out trash. Uh, and they're not... It's like Nintendo, you know? They're not the fucking cuddly childhood friend that you had. Uh, they're a cutthroat company that's going to do what they need to do to try to turn a profit. Ah, uh, that's news. I've been talking long enough. I've been rambling by myself here for an hour like a fucking crazy person. Uh, let's see. I don't think we have any questions. I don't think anyone sent us anything the last month. If you have sent a question, uh, I'm sorry. I probably haven't seen it because it also gets buried in a bunch of my other emails. So if you have a question, uh, send it to Secondhand Gamers 2. What is, what is the fucking thing here. Hold on. I'll drop my notes. Uh, 
Yeah, secondhandgamers2 at gmail, and I'll get them next time. Uh, so send a question into that email. It'll be in the description below. Uh, there's, or, yeah, the description for the podcast. Just search there. You'll see the email. You'll see all the YouTube channels. You'll see the Twitter. You'll see my Twitch. Uh, so, yeah, Twitter at Secondhand Gamers. YouTube, I got three of them now. We got Secondhand Gamers. We got Secondhand Reactions. We got Mountain Sage uh, that are all different things. Uh, emails, secondhandgamers2 at gmail.com. Uh, and Twitch, I am trying to be more active on Twitch. You can find me there twitch.tv forward slash mnt underscore sage so yeah that's pretty much going to do it for the podcast um what i'm going to be trying to do with the podcast going forward is like i said the podcast is not on a weekly schedule it's just something i do sometimes um but i've got some friends uh who may be interested in doing the podcast so what i'm going to do from now going onwards is i am going to post uh, to my friends, I'm going to say this is when I'm doing the podcast. If anyone would like to be on it, uh, they can be. And we'll see how that goes. So sometimes I'll maybe have multiple people. Sometimes it'll be just me. Sometimes Corey will be here if he wants to. Uh, sometimes he won't be. Uh, we'll see. So it's going to be different people every week, pretty much. Or maybe it'll just be me. No, Maybe no one gives a shit about the podcast except me. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, guys, uh, we'll be back. If I will keep doing the podcast. I like doing it. I like rambling. Uh, So uh, bye for now. Bye.